Hi, friends. Welcome to the Mid-Faith Crisis Podcast. My name is Lacey Finn Borgo, and I'm joining my two dear friends, Joe Davis and Nick Page. We're just two blokes and one broad trying to figure out what to do about Lent this year. Well, welcome everybody to episode 147 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page and there on a screen in front of me is is Joe Davis. What a beautiful introduction again. It was Thank great. You. You, are, you are hot at the oh. moment. Oh, you mean my one? I, I thought oh, yeah. it was talking about Lacey's oh, one. Oh, well, Lacey's one was also beautiful. So, so that was Lacey Borgo, who we're going to be talking to, uh, well, Joe's going to be talking yeah. to in this podcast. I love the two two blokes on a broad. I feel very American now. <laughs> Feels like a film, doesn't it? It's good. I feel like in a Western. I feel like I want to go out and buy a gun and shoot a, shoot a, shoot a buffalo or something. <laughs> Is that what they do there in Colorado? Well, do you know what? Must when be. I was When I was in, uh, in America, I've only been once. When I went to... to um, Washington State, you know, our friend John's dad. And quite a lot of people I met did show me pictures of animals they'd killed. I'll be honest. They they are hunters. They they are big hunters. I mean, (laughs) to be fair, they eat as well. It's not just they hunt for sport. It's not a sport thing. (laughs) Well, it wasn't for these guys. But you'd just be sitting there next to somebody and somebody would be and you'd be talking about spiritual things. And then suddenly he'd pull out his phone and show you standing by an enormous dead elk or something <laughs> and I thought we don't do that over here I don't I don't recall having a conversation with anyone over here where they suddenly sort of pulled out their phone and showed you know here's a massive trout that I caught yeah it's a fox I don't know yeah, I, th- yeah. I don't know maybe people do who can maybe. say anyway anyway that was a lovely introduction and I think we shall request mm. we should do a music an American musical now called Two Blokes and a Brawl exactly great. It's it's gonna happen <laughs> You cost me money this week. Oh, really? Yeah, why you did. did. You, why? Because I purchased some waterproof trousers. It's long overdue. <laughs> I don't know how I've managed to go through my life this thus far without waterproof trousers. Now I think about it. But here it is. The day has come. Uh, Are they? When you say waterproof trousers, they're for like going outside. They're not incontinent stuff. Oh, is that what I did wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's for keeping water out, not keeping it in, Joe. Can I just say that? I see. <laughs> yes, no, they are the proper thing, and are I look they? forward to going out in the rain, and I won't have to wait long. <laughs> and, of course, the minute you bought them, uh, it's now nice and sunny. Here. The sun, what it's the like sun came you. out. No, the sun is here. Of course it is. We'll probably be in a drought now. <sighs> yes. Um, now, indeed. anything else happened? Oh, about... a bit of this, a bit of that. Do you know, we did something that I did want to reflect on. Shall I do it now? Go on then. Well, uh, Sunday gone was the 14th of February, which, as we all know, in Mexico is Friendship Day. And so... It's <laughs> <laughs> not the immediate association. Yeah, but it has been for us for years now. I, mean, I think because we're cheap and don't want to buy each other cards, but also because... Of, uh, as we have said before, I'm sure we've said this before, Valentine's Day is this kind of exclusive thing for lovey-dovey people. And do we need another day to make other people feel bad about themselves? Because um, I always figure couples have their anniversaries to do all that schmooey yeah. stuff. That's that's just, you know, I mean, you know, listen to Ebenezer Scrooge here. Anyway, the point is, in Mexico, 
it's not Valentine's Day, it's Friendship Day. And it is a day you express thanks and send cards to your friends and do all sorts of things like yeah, that. That's nice. Yeah, it is much better. It's just a much better thing all told. So we've embraced that, really, for quite a few years now. And so, yeah, we just did, a, we did a little run round with... Um, some daffs, daffodils. Daffodils are cheery plants, aren't they? I mean, they, they just make good, you think yeah. spring is coming. And you buy them, they're yeah. all closed up, and then they only cost a quid in most sort of supermarkets. So, so we did this little tour, but it just got me reflecting about things a little bit. How, how firstly, it's you know you do these things thinking they're quite you know kind of altruistic really but really the joy is all for us it's all in the giving i have no idea whether people really appreciate the daffodils or not but we certainly appreciated giving them so there's just something about that i was reflecting on and it's nice it's a very nice thing to do and and the other thing is just about you know you know you go through seasons and certain verses kind of leap out of the bible at you and the one that's been tucked away in Galatians 5, which is, you know, that whole business of uh, Paul proving his credentials and sort of saying that they mm-hmm. don't really count for anything. And then he sort of finishes off his little his little summary there with the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And I kind of think it's a great challenge for me who does this podcast where we pontificate on, you know, theological points and also run a group for people who are struggling with faith and all those sort of things. Those are great and they've really got their place. But it's just so helpful to be reminded that for all your kind of intellectual rigour, and that's a good thing, and for all your kind of questions and, you know, struggles and all that sort of thing don't forget that the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love and i just think i just that has leapt out at me on a couple of occasions recently and now it's on my wall um because it's a helpful reminder excellent uh yeah so there you go that's my reflection of the week thank you so much um thank you it's like having having thought for the day in the studio It is. There we are. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks. See you next week. Well, listen. Should I? <laughs> should I read you my Valentine's Day poem? Oh, please! I love your Valentine's poems. As I did you put know. it in my Instagram, <laughs> but I'm not on any other other social things, so perhaps it didn't get yeah. out. But this is one that I wrote a while back. So this yeah. is a Valentine's Day poem. I am so glad that you are mine on this day of Valentine. You are a very special lady which I celebrate on this day dedicated to a man who may have been imprisoned and tortured to death in Rome on February the 14th, 273 AD. Lady in AD. I see what you did yeah, there. See, that's rhymed. It's educational. It's, it's beautiful. It's it romantic. Is. You've got everything in there. And it, and it rhymes. For someone you really care about, you're educating them as well. And uh, <laughs> So, you know, there we go. You've got a gift. You sh- you should work for Hallmark or something like that. <laughs> that would make a great card. I'll be honest, it that would poem make would make a great card. card. I should I should monetize myself more. <laughs> you should have done. You've been Anyway. Well, that was good. Uh, now, we ought to address something. I I, I don't ask me how oh. I am because I've just had exactly the same week no, as last it's, week. It's okay, nothing yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just can't remember it. No, I do care about you as you know. Okay. No, I'm fine. I'm good. It's just good. like every day is the same. Anyway, but we ought to address uh, something a little tricky, do you know? Yes, think? I do think it's tricky. You're going to talk about Lee Abbey here, aren't you? 
Well, I don't know if I am because oh, okay. I don't know if I can make head or tail of what's happened. But okay. we've we've hit a bit of a snag. We've hit a say. we've had, hit a snag on a number of levels. One, okay. let's be honest, we still don't know if it's going to happen. But let's just assume for the for the benefit of this podcast that it is going to happen in June. It is going to happen with less people attending. And I think one of the things that happened is when people booked um, to come last year, they they were given an option to leave their um, to leave their deposit so they could rebook another conference. They may have, even though they weren't told this was the case, they may have automatically assumed, some might say reasonably, that they would therefore be automatically <laughs> <Yes>. booked in <laughs> to the conference when it came up this year, but they weren't. And so now that conference is full. People who booked last year haven't got in and there's less numbers and there's consternation. So it's all a bit messy. Um, bless Lee Abbey, they're doing their very best to sort through things at a very difficult time. And they're also operating the bookings department on fairly skeleton staff at the moment. So... So there are people, I think, feeling a little bit, uh, you know, upset and aggrieved, and as indeed we are, not not at Lee Abbey, but just at the circumstances and the situation and the fact that it's not going to be the big all-singing jamboree we were hoped for. Hopefully it is going to go ahead. It is going to go ahead with, you know, somewhat less people than we originally thought. Hard to know how they can even afford to put it on, to be honest. Um, yes, especially with two Mega stars. Well, I know with our exorbitant fees we charge as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's difficult. So isn't I'm it? very sorry about that. I, you yes, know, I we don't are. want to sort of. It's not a blame game, but uh, we are. Uh, you know, yeah. the booking is absolutely nothing to do with us, and no. uh, so uh, I really uh, feel bad about that. We're we're going to try and think about any anything else we can do to help out, or anything any other ways. Maybe later in the year we can do something else. Yeah, it's, it, I always caveat this by saying that Joe and I, between us, have have <laughs> zero, less than zero, organisational skills really. So <laughs> organising a, a meetup yeah. is often beyond us. However, we have yeah. done it, and I think um, I think yeah. we will we will try. So yeah, yeah really sorry. And mm. if you if you were expecting to be there and you're not there, uh, or if you're hoping to get in and oh, you yes. couldn't get in, really yes. sorry. Let's yeah, perhaps you could contact us and, and let us know if you would, you know, so that we can mm. maybe yeah think about what else we could do. Well, how we many will, people we, we would been wondering, get. but maybe we could do a weekend or something like that in the year. But yeah. that does involve organisation, so you know we will need someone to help us, an adult, essentially. No, so if you wanted to come and you can't come. Either because mm. you couldn't come on those dates or because you couldn't get in or you expect mm. to get in and you're not in, please email us and let us know. And, mm. you know, we'll see. You know, I, re mm. I really would like to meet mm. with the yeah, listeners. Yeah, so and, and So I. we'll see what else can possibly be done. Um, maybe we'll find a different venue or something and do something later in the year. Maybe we'll do two mid-faith crisis events this year after oh, zero last look year. At, and I'm the one accused of promising things live on air and, and with no consultation. And I there you've use, gone. I did use the word maybe. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> several times. And people should contact you even if they're family members of mine and close friends who couldn't get in. Oh, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. and people who were going to give me a lift down there yes all of you Any, <laughs> you anyone. write in as well joe at midfaithcrisis.org it would be useful yes. to know if you'd like a alternative or something yeah. a weekend it'd be great yeah. yeah so um let's 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 move on to uh 
what we're going to talk about today, which is yeah. we've got an interview. You've done an interview with Lacey Finborgo. Well, yes, it's turned into a bit of an interview. I, I literally only intended it for be to be a little five minute thing, but I think it's more like ten or twelve. I don't know. Um, well, it's but, very good. Anyway, oh, she's great. Uh, she she is very good value. And very profound, and um, <laughs> yeah, and much yeah. needed on this show, yeah. as yeah. we know. Yeah, indeed, yeah, <laughs> brings brings a lot of welcome variety to the to the show. So it's about Lent, isn't it? You want to talk to her about Lent? Yeah. So so we thought we ought to do something about Lent, but I just don't know how I feel about Lent this year. I mean, it's a you know practice I've embraced in recent years, but. Oh. Um, you know, there, there's all sorts of dangers within Lent, I think. For example, I have noticed, and I'm not pointing any fingers here, uh, because there are three pointing or four right back at myself, but, you know, instead of making people more Christ-like, I've noticed that sometimes it just makes them smug. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because they they then laud how proud they are of what they've given up. And I sort of think that maybe it's something to be done in secret anyway. You know, I I don't know we're meant to be posting all over Facebook what we're giving up and, you know, telling. Are we? I don't know. Maybe we are. Um, No, I think the thing is the variety of giving up is a very recent development. You know, like Lent has never been about giving up chocolate. But Jesus didn't take chocolate in the wilderness, did he? Ah, well, there's certainly... Uh, he he might have had a sneaky Mars bar. We just don't know. No, we don't. Um, look, the, 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 certainly he didn't have chocolate in the wilderness for a very obvious reason. <laughs> it, it melted. No, um, you know, the, it, it was sort of the fasting. It was about fasting, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. And nobody really knows how Lent developed. It, 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 we know that... It, it's mentioned in the Council on Nicaea, so 325, but it's not it's not seen as something new there. So obviously it's gone back. It probably was a, a pe- originally a period of fasting before you got baptised, because you got baptised at mm. um, uh, uh, to Easter, and and obviously the 40 days is the, you know mm. it kind of links with yeah. with with yeah. Uh, Jesus. So it's a, it's a period of fasting, but it's not about giving up something you you love and just saying look at me i'm i'm taking it on as a kind of spiritual kind of extreme challenge it's about mm. repentance which is about turning around and heading towards the light so so you know i think it's i think this it's relatively recent that it's become about oh i'm going to choose something to give up yeah throughout history okay. you knew what you were giving up you weren't eating during the day that was what you were doing everybody did that mm. and then they would eat in the evening and you would, and also people, you never fast on Sundays. So I find the whole That's thing good. about look at me, I'm giving this up for Lent, a bit mm. of a modern kind of, you know, it's almost like sponsorship without the sponsorship kind of thing. You're listening to Nick's historical facts on Midfaith Crisis <laughs> FM. Thank you. Oh, you are so good. No, no, that that was that was actually you know verging verging on interesting. So thank you. All right. Well, let's get out of this quickly and listen listen to Lacey. Let's let's listen to Lacey. Yeah. Stop laughing. I'm going to do a proper introduction. Right. Me, me, me. Right. (laughs) I can't stop laughing. (laughs) Lacey's here, everybody. (laughs) That's the intro. It's Lent for crying out loud. I know. 
what's going on now listen so many people send their love but i ought to send greetings from renowned international celebrity author nick page who sadly can't be with us today Mm. to be honest i'm i'm not sure whether whether he's won as many literary awards as you have now (laughs) did i not see did i not see some book that was shortlisted for a very impressive <laughs> prize oh you know i got all my dearest friends to call in and vote for that <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it's done <laughs> that's right it only took 12 people and i won so <laughs> you're so yeah. modest but that's good news uh, what was that what was the book just tell us oh oh sure uh, spiritual conversations with children listening it's, to god together yeah, it's a great book. If if there are parents out there listening, I don't I don't really think we have much in the way of resources for parents having spiritual conversations with kids over here. Maybe you do in the states, but we don't have many here. So it's a great book. Get a hold. Can we get hold of it over here? I assume we can. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, you sure can. You sure can. It's good for like grandparents and aunties and uncles and just to learn to listen well to children. So okay. it's so difficult for okay. us to shut up clearly because yeah. i'm continuing to talk i'm, I'm sorry about <laughs> that woeful introduction i should probably introduce you more but i i kind of feel like if people don't know who you are now what's wrong with them i mean we've like we've <laughs> we've spoken before so. <laughs> <But> listen <laughs> yes remind us where you're speaking from what part of the world Yes, I am from the United States and I'm from Colorado. Right now, as I'm looking at my window, it is just snowing to beat the band. We have okay. probably, I don't know, two and a half feet of snow outside. Wow. Oh, is that good? That sounds nice. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for us because we are prepared for snow. Yeah, but, sure. you know, folks okay. down in Texas right now are not prepared and they're no, sure. snow. Yeah, that's so strange. And listen, mm-hmm. um, dare I ask about the COVID situation? We're obviously in lockdown over here still. Uh, how's it going over there in Colorado? And- um, well, um, without having to beep it out, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a rough go here in Is Colorado. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not in lockdown, but we should be. So. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're we're not spend too long there. Yeah. So. Let me tell you, let me tell you why I have dashed back and you probably just crawled out of bed. I had this great idea. You mm. see, as you know, Nick and I are fine, you know, figures of men. Incredible. I mean, not to go on. Yeah, I know. I know. Role models, we like to think. Pillars of the community. Even we get bored of hearing two old men. Especially, especially two old men that don't know much about anything. And, it, and here we are at Lent. And I must admit, I was getting a little bit narky about Lent this year because I was thinking, mm. I am not doing that. I am not giving up anything else. Mm, big self-righteous huff kind of attitude. <laughs> right. And it got me thinking, or well, as I started to reflect on it a little bit, I was thinking, maybe, maybe there is some opportunity. I mean, genuinely, in my tradition, the Baptists over here, we did nothing mm. with Lent. So for years, Lent meant really nothing. You felt sorry for those Anglican losers who'd like all be giving up chocolate and everything <laughs> while you're stuffing your face and stuff. Well, I wonder what that Lent's all about. Anyway, later in life, <laughs> I kind of... <laughs> I came to it and I thought, oh, actually, no, there's, there is some real value here. And I've, I've sort of grown in my appreciation of Lent as it's gone on. I, I, I even enjoy it. But 
But uh, I must admit, this year I was thinking, no. And, you know, you are a woman. You're a wise woman. Uh, that's how I see you. I don't see you as a wise old woman, which is good. You know, I, or a wise ass. Look, no. you have to blink that one out. No, I think we could say ass. Okay. Uh, but you are, you are wise. And you're a dear friend. And just to give our listeners a break and boy do they need it let's be honest mm-hmm. I just thought it'd be nice to just have a little chat with you as someone I respect about about Lent and about Lent this year in particular what's the deal what's going on mm-hmm. what you know what do, what do we do we really give up more stuff and mm-hmm. and if so what stuff you know do we just scroll around the normal suspects you know beer chocolate alcohol I mean you know Bubble all gum. of those things which could yeah, bubble gum, <laughs> obviously bubblegum <laughs> all of which would be clearly good for me <laughs> to, to give up. but I just wonder if there's any treasure and I wondered if you'd done any thinking about it and and kind of where you're at with Lent yeah. this year where, where you yeah, I'm I'm with you about Lent this year. Like the idea of giving something up when so much has been in many ways forcibly taken um, mm. just feels like another another kick, another kick in the gut. Mm. Um, but as I started to think about it, um, I wondered about um, uh, making space. So the practice of making space and um, you know, as Christians, we are an Easter people. Hmm. So what would it look like? Um, and I'm taking my cues really from the earth these days. So even as it's snowing outside, I've got some forced bulbs in the house. Hmm. Um, and I'm really um, looking forward to Lent to cultivating a practice of making space for some hope. Um, it, it feels, so many things feel hopeless Mm. um and so um so one of my practices um is to focus and read some books and do some listening uh of some books um on the body um as uh, just um uh, bill bryson has a book i don't even know if it's any good but i have it um and i'm gonna read it on the body he talks about the human body and um, just the resiliency of the human body. So um, I'm weaving in practices a little bit different this year around cultivating, um, making space for Easter hope. So, so, um, so that's intention because I mean, I guess some people might say, "Well, well, heck knows, we've got too much space." Thank you. We've yeah. <laughs> we had nothing but space <laughs> for a while. Very but, spacious. But yeah. I, I guess you're not talking about you're talking about the the kind of intention um for hopefulness say a bit more about that what yeah. what what would we do if we are saying actually there's a lot of hopelessness around a lot of darkness uh, you know a lot of depressing news and, and yes we, we've talked about that a number of times what what kind of real practical things might you know be a good thing you know to to bring about hope now right now yeah yeah mm. um well, um, I think to, to make the space for hope to, to be, mm. um, break the surface of the soil, you know, and mm. to bloom, That's nice. um, sometimes we do have to um, grieve our losses, and that can mean mm. naming them. And it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm a little mm. bit earthy. So I'm just thinking about, you know, it, letting the practice of lament and mm. naming our losses almost like clear the surface, making way for hope to break through. 
um so what what i mean I, i'm sorry to yes. appear stupid um there's a reason for that <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you actually mean i mean physically taking out your journal and writing down the limit is that is that what it means to you or, yeah, yeah, yeah actually for yeah. for in the in the last couple of weeks we've practiced the, a japanese art of kintsugi and we're we're absolutely crappy at it we're terrible yeah. at it but it is um the practice if we took something a precious dish in our in our home and mm. we broke it mm. and we let the brokenness of the shattered pieces we felt that in our bodies and we took mm. a permanent marker and named some of our losses and this took us like three four days to do and we had some epoxy glue and some it wasn't real gold because we're cheap, but it was some goldy powder things that we put mm. in the epoxy and we put it back mm. together. And it mm. was just in that, it, it, it's really artsy, I love but, that. but what it really did was, um, you know, what was really amazing is that the shattered piece in the middle that we couldn't get all the pieces back together. I mean, it would just turn to dust, mm. ended up being in the shape of a heart. Wow. <laughs> I know it's so hokey that I was like, Oh my God, that's weird. Um, and my, my 16 year old who was doing this with me was like, Oh mom, this is big. I was like, well, okay. But we like have it up on the mantle. So it's just wow. these, I mean, whether that's you lovely. write your yeah. losses on pieces of paper and you burn mm. them and then you, you go and dig a hole in the yard and put those mm. ashes in the ground. Mm. Um, just want ways to clear away um, the debris mm. of pain mm. um, that will be that is ongoing and then yeah. look for those you know those hearts <laughs> those gifts of love and joy um, and even in my very breath I'm finding um, some hope I mean I still have mm. breath in my lungs and right now in COVID mm. that's something yeah no, that's so good. And and thank you, because that is a lovely idea. I just feel I'm and listeners will know I post jab. I was I was fatigued. So I'd not only a loss of of like physical energy, but I really feel like my creative energy is sapped, you know, like so I'm I'm latching on to practical ideas. I want to go and smash some plates even as we speak. <laughs> because <laughs> that just sounds... you might want to check with the people in your home just saying <laughs> yeah. you're so wise <laughs> <laughs> looking but out for the women folks I, yeah i love that idea i really do that's that's really helpful and again just i don't know what what words of um hope might there be for listeners who are just you know really at the end of their tether i feel like this lockdown because so we've been into lockdown three times in this country uh, and this has been the worst because this has been the darkest the wettest the coldest and and and, and it's getting on for the longest we still uh, don't really know when it's going to end there's rumors of kids going back to school maybe uh at the beginning of, of march but uh, we're still not really sure so mm -hmm. you know people people's nerves are frayed there's a lot of anger around um frustration and 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 hopelessness what what might you say to someone who just comes to you and does that one of those really big sighs you know those real groans from the soul they're just going to go oh lacy oh you know yeah. how how might you you know bring a bit of hope to them do you think at this time um 
Well, I think first is I don't try to tidy them up. I just Mm. try to groan with them. So Mm. to even just breathe out with them. Mm. And um, one of the one of the things that I hold on to um, in Christianity as I move through my own mid-faith crisis mm-hmm. um, is this idea that the Christian life is cruciformed. So mm-hmm. in those places, you know, the, um, uh, the vertical axis of the cross, mm-hmm. which is just such incredible sorrow and difficulty and suffering, and we're all having a taste mm-hmm. of it in some way, S- some some have had a full meal and, and some have just had a taste, but we've all experienced it. Does not mean that there isn't that horizontal axis of great joy. Mm. So at the same time that we can be feeling this deep, deep loss and sorrow and naming it is so important mm. that we, we expand and open up to be able to see that horizontal, the horizon mm. that is coming, that is Easter and hope and new life and name it. And it can be as paltry as yesterday, you know, was Shrove Tuesday. Mm. And so we had, pa- we mm. had waffles. We didn't have pancakes. What? We had waffles. I know it's yeah. heretical. What can I say? <laughs> it's like plaid pancakes <laughs> and bacon. And I just, yeah. we were just naming what, what is good? And my daughter yeah. was like, bacon. I <laughs> thank God for bacon. Maybe it's just that. And the irony yeah. of, a, of yeah. a Jewish Messiah and bacon are not lost on yeah. me, but we just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> bacon. Yeah. We had bacon. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Oh, Lacey, I love speaking to you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for You're being welcome. on. Thank you for just, just, a, that's a lovely thought. And, um, you know, that's that, that whole idea of naming and lamenting. Um, it does feel like the right season to be doing that now, I think, yeah. and to to really delve deep in it, not just to shrug your shoulders and go, Humph, but to really name uh, and get kind of really explicit about what it is we miss, what we're grieving. And and through that, to come to hope. I, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Always good to chat with you. I is always a joy, Lacey. Thanks so much. Come back soon. We love you. Absolutely. Love you too. Bless you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, that was uh, Joe interviewing Lacey. And may I just start by saying this? All right. Never, ever complain about my woeful introductions again. (laughs) I wondered if you might pick up on that. That was seriously the worst introduction to any interview I've ever heard in my life. Well, the thing is this. There's like introductions for people who perhaps we don't know and you've got to be polite to. And then there's just intros for friends. She's a friend of the podcast. This is true. She's been on before. She doesn't want bigging up. You know, there's no ego there with Lacey, as we know. This is why why my introductions have got better over the past couple of weeks. It's because actually they're uh, for people who you don't know very well and you've got to be polite to. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, What a great interview. uh, Oh, and the other thing I need to say, if Doug is listening, uh, or Lacey, uh, if if, if anyone from the Borgo family is listening, um, bacon, she was talking about having bacon. Yeah. Do you know what? There used to be this thing called Collop Monday. Uh, and this was like uh, it, it, like before um, Shrove Tuesday, you had Collop Monday. And Collop is a word that 
it means um, either a slice of meat or something Come like on. eggs and bacon. You invented that word. No, no, it's true. It's an old English thing. It sort of fell out of um, usage. And so you, you were eating up the, the, the bacon and stuff. So actually, Lacey has inadvertently slipped into a very traditional, if forgotten, English Lenten celebration. Pre-Lent. You're listening to a load of old collops <laughs> with Nick Page. It's true. <laughs> Well, there you go. Well done. <laughs> anyway, what a great yeah, interview. It, it was a great interview. And I love this idea of making space for hope. And yes. since speaking to her yesterday, I have continued to think on kind of what, what, how, how we do that. And also, also how you piece together lament with hope. Mm. how how mm. that works because they do definitely belong together and i'm i'm becoming more and more convinced that the longer i go on that you you know life is not binary it's not one or the other it isn't lament or hope or it's it's always both those things it is joy and suffering and or joy that encompasses suffering however you choose to think about those things it is it is sadness and times of plenty at the same time as uh, good times and yet times of profound loss. And, you know, the whole thing is mixed in together in one glorious, messy thing we seem to call life. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. No, and I think I think the the idea of, allow, of allowing hope to bloom, to break through, mm. you know, and break the surface. I thought that was very powerful. And and the exercise is great. You know, oh, naming yeah. our losses. I mean, she's very mm. creative like that, isn't she? She is. And, uh, so I think that's a. I'm going to steal that one definitely. You know, mm. um, naming our losses and and putting that sort of plate back together with them. Because yeah. I think it's acknowledging the brokenness. It's acknowledging. It's not sort of mm. denying the loss. It's not pretending that it's all going to mm. go away. It's 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 just sort of representing it differently and uh, seeing the gold in there. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really good. And, and I, it does seem to me, just from my own experience, that peace has come a little bit as I've accepted accepted lament and loss as mm. a part of life. And I loved when she was talking about, you know, the Christian life is cruciform. I like the way yeah. she described that as well. And I guess, in a sense, isn't that one of the great, distinctives of christianity um that you know our god suffers i've got this picture up in my office i'm actually i'll put it on the facebook page uh, it's a picture of um it's called christ in the trenches and it's an actual photograph from world war one this this uh, crucifix you know came out of a bombed church and there's just a picture of it in the trenches and it's very profound you know i think for those of us who grew up in the protestant tradition you know we were sort of poo-pooed crucifixes and the sort of catholic obsession with the crucifix because it seemed like they were denying the risen victorious christ you know they were suffering you know they were showing a man on a cross and we don't want to see that but the the more i've embraced a spirituality that you know encompasses that kind of suffering and relate to it in some ways, what limited ways of suffering I have engaged with, the more I found, I suppose, a, an inner harmony. Perhaps peace isn't quite the right word, but yet this makes sense of more of my experience of life. Mm. 
you know, life is not, I mean, you say this time and time again on this podcast, don't we? It's not all about walking in joy and victory and leaping and dancing and praising God with every breath you have. It's also about mourning and crying and crying out for injustice and weeping and everything. It, it's not one or the other. It's, it's both of those things. And, mm. I, and I think, you know, we need Good Friday as much as we need Resurrection Sunday to really make sense of life. Well, it's interesting you say that, actually. I mean, I'm, I, I want to pick up on the idea of, of walking a little bit. You know, it's, mm. it's not all walking with joy, but mm. I think it is all, all all movement. But I'll pick up on that in a minute. That's an interesting point. Yeah, you're right. In our um, up, my upbringing, you know, obviously never had crucifixes. You just mm. had the cross. Mm. And, and that was because Jesus was risen. Yeah, and exactly. yet, I think many of the churches I was involved with just endlessly went on about Good Friday. They never really went on about <laughs> Easter <laughs> Sunday at all. It was all about the cross. You know, it was all about Christ on the cross. Yeah. So they might not have represented it, but they didn't have to talk about it a lot. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but you are right in saying, I think that is true, that, that, that is the, that's the thing. There's the mixture there. And there's the, I think perhaps the word is acceptance that all this is mm. in there, you know, that, mm. that it's part of it. So I I just found um, naming the loss is a way of accepting what we're going mm. through, but also understanding that what we're going through is not mm. it's not all, it's not the end. And relating it to the mid faith crisis, I think that sort of death resurrection cycle happens there. Um, you know, as gradually you deconstruct, and that that loss of certainty that perhaps you once had feels like a death, feels like a dying, feels like a mm, bereavement. Mm. And yet the other side of all that deconstruction and questioning and doubt is is a totally new, light, um, wonderful image of God. I think I, I think it was Paul Tillich, he, he has this phrase about the God after God. He talks a lot about the cross as, as um, you know, the death of God. That's the absurdity of Christianity, that there you've got God, the son of God, on a cross dying. I mean, God doesn't die. Everyone knows that. But he talks about wrestling with that sort of paradox and all those, you know, sort of conflicting uh, images with things we thought we knew about God. And he says that the other side, what emerges is the God after God. The mm. God that you first thought, the image you created, is shattered. But God emerges through mm. those shattered pieces, which I think is lovely. Mm. I think there are two in, two images that are often used of Lent, in the in the liturgy at least, um, which I, I find very helpful. Um, and those are the images of wilderness, obviously, because it, it, it links to Jesus' sure. time in the wilderness. Mm. Uh, but also pilgrimage of... Uh, the idea is Lent is is partly a kind of pilgrimage that you're journeying towards a holy destination, which in in, yeah. in this case is is the resurrection, is yeah. the cross and the resurrection, Easter. Yeah. So, I, there came across this line in the in um, there's a line in the Lutheran prayer book. I'm not familiar, I have to say, with the Lutheran prayer book very much. Right. It's not just found it somewhere. This line it says, uh, "Guide now the people of your church that, following our Savior, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come." You know, yeah. now I, the only thing I would challenge about that is I think the glory of the world to come seeps into this world. I don't think yeah. it's all about yeah, when, exactly when right. we die. Yeah. But nevertheless, that that I find mm. really helpful. That Lent is yes, it's a time of of uh, of penance or repentance, which which means turning around away mm. from the darkness and heading towards the light. But it's also a journey. It's part of that liturgical year. We are journeying towards 
a holy place. We're journeying through the wilderness towards a holy place, which is resurrection. And I find that really helpful. Yeah, can to, you just to, say that quote? Can you say that quote again from the Lutheran yeah. prayer book? That was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It says this, Guide now the people of your church that following our Saviour, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so there we go. Um, that was an interview with Lacey. And as for what you can take out this week, well, I think you could do a lot worse than do the exercise that she was yeah. suggesting. I'm, I'm yeah. certainly going to do that. Find yeah. a way to to name your losses, yes. but also find a way to let hope sort of bloom within that. I, I did like the, yeah. the Kitsuge, kits, Kintsuge bit, you know, the yeah. Yeah. whole thing. And that's I, so I think that's a, such a lovely metaphor. So I'm, I'm going to give that a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? No, yeah, no, I think so. I think I think also not to be too quick to jump to hope. I think hope emerges out of it. So, you know, do that work. Do the work however you find it most helpful to express actually what you're lamenting. Because there is a sort of parallel, isn't there, this year, between journeying towards resurrection, if this isn't too trite and tell me if it is was journeying towards coming out of lockdown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm sort of thinking about, you know, the, the parties I'm going to have and everything. But, you know, first I'm sort of drilling down on what are the things I've actually really missed the most? Yes. And therefore, what are the bits I'm going to put in place, first of all, if, as and when, Lord, this ends soon, please? Yes, I, do, I mean, I, I do yeah. think it's... <laughs> It gives us a chance to 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 really sort of uh, physicalize, as it were, yeah. this journey this year, and yeah. it adds another layer, doesn't it, to the to the the endless story of of, of death and resurrection that is Easter and is this time. So, yeah, and also if you, if you're giving up stuff this year, maybe don't announce it too much. Just a, <laughs> just a thought. Actually, if you are giving up stuff this year, just let Joe know because it blesses him quite <laughs> no, clearly. Don't want to know. And, <laughs> okay uh, anyway thank you for being with us please send in your thoughts to joe at midfaithcrisis.org as well mm. thank you to all who support the podcast we're yes. really grateful we love uh, you. thanks to all who engage with it and mm. thank you to people like Lacey who come on oh, and give, bless it you, Lacey. give it actual content yes they do <laughs> so uh, we'll be back with you next week we hope yeah we'll be back thank you thank you nick for all your intros marvelous oh Thank you. By the, oh, listen, before we go, let me just tell you. What? One of my books did actually win an award. Did it? Yeah. Which, which one? It, I can't remember, but it won Christian Reference Book of the Year. And, <laughs> and they never bothered to tell me, the publishers. And I've never <laughs> even seen the trophy. <laughs> and on that bombshell. So, <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, well, what we what we gained in a tidy intro, we lost in a very untidy <laughs> outro. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>